Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey sis, and welcome to another episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast. Today, we are following up and wrapping up our interview with Tatum Tamiya Ayomike and discussing how to be a woman who is uncompromising. I pray that y'all really enjoyed last week's episode. It was just so rich and so good and so necessary. I love how God always shows up and just takes control of every conversation. If you have not already, make sure that you head over to Amazon or wherever you get your books from and make sure that you check out Tatum's book, She is Uncompromising. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal book and is outlined with just amazing strategy and tools to help you live an uncompromising life. So without further ado, this is part two of our interview with Tatum Tamiya Ayomike. In the book, I talk about 
strongholds. And it was so important to me when writing this book to allow the word of God to be the true text and then only add my two cents as relevant and as appropriate to what the word of God says. I feel like a lot of times in faith settings, you get the opposite where people put together these messages, they write these books, and then you find scripture that just supports what you're trying to say, as opposed to making your opinions and what you want to communicate fit the word of God. And so I wanted to talk about it. Initially, I set out to talk about compromise as a stronghold. But where I got as I studied was somewhere totally different. And as I was studying the word and just looking at the different instances where strongholds are being presented, because from my experience, being in church setting, strongholds were always presented as something that needed to be cast out. And essentially, in, in some instances, they are. So we have to cast out the stronghold of human reasoning. It talks about in Corinthians. But what I saw more was God being referenced as a stronghold, our strong tower, our place of refuge. By definition, stronghold is a fortified place that is protected against attack. And as I was just studying this and then studying God as the stronghold versus always looking at it as something that presents itself negatively, what I realized is that so many times we fortify our fears versus fortifying our faith. Mm. And so instead of allowing God to be the in resting in him, because again, a, fort, a, a stronghold is a place that's fortified against attack. It's a protected place. That's what we, the benefit that we have when we are abiding in God, when we're resting in him, we're safe, we're protected. But oftentimes, instead of taking these thoughts captive, we're allowing them to take root. And then what happens is we uproot God as our stronghold. And then these this human reasoning, these demonic influences then become strongholds that we got to pray fast and work to cast out. That's so good. And I'm like, why were these things not taught simultaneously? Because how can we talk about uprooting without talking about planting? Come on. And I'm like, man, and it, it kind of made me mad a little bit. I'm like, we get so underserved sometimes. Yeah. In these faith-based settings, I'm sitting here reading this, the, my word and my mind was blown. And I yeah. think you talked about this before too, where it's like, we focus so much, especially in talking about spiritual warfare on the name of the demon, the, the, uh, the we know everything. We know the whole personality, the personality, the resume, the track record. Well, all we need to know is that some things only come out through prayer and fasting. We need to know the solution, which we have. But we're spending so much time focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. Entertaining and getting to know a demon that we have the authority to cast out easily. Come on. Because, baby, you know what that demon watch on Netflix. (laughs) How did we get here? (laughs) Like, how did we get here? But you don't know your word, which is your sword. Exactly. We, We get so fanatical over over demonic principalities and I don't care what your name is you got to go you got to go <laughs> like period you got to go Mm-mm. we do we get we way too familiar with these with these demonic spirits <laughs> like and people are making money off of it right yeah. like it's something that that I feel especially when we talk about the area of compromise when I had that revelation, I was asking God, like, why do we not, like, why why do we blame the devil for everything? Like, we give him way too much credit. <laughs> like, like, let Lucy get too much credit for a lot of the stuff that happened. And a lot of times, it's not, like, the devil. It's your decisions. But you don't want to take accountability for the things that you're in control of. So you rather say that the devil got you late for work when you know you hit snooze five times. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you should have went to bed earlier. You you lack discipline. It's not it's not the devil. And so I try to be more cautious in understanding that th- this battle isn't just with the enemy. You're fighting the enemy, and then you also have to tame your flesh. Yeah. And it's that middle piece that we don't like to deal with because we like what we like. And quite mm-hmm. honestly, the things that we may compromise in the our culture, our eating, our exercise, you like 
you like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you enjoy the sin and you don't mm-hmm. want to say that. <laughs> you so we have you- to be honest. Mm-hmm. We have to be honest. I love lamb chops. I love steak. I don't eat meat because it doesn't make me feel good. And it doesn't make my my body operate at the level that it needs to for what God is calling me to do. So while I love it, I just simply can't. Yeah. And it's not to say that I'll you know be vegan forever. But for right now, I went to God with my problem and said, Lord, I don't feel good. I feel like I don't I don't see how I'm not up to or feeling like I can truly perform the way that you need me to. Like, God, I have, I'm having these headaches. I feel sluggish. I'm getting rest. I'm exercising. What's the problem? And he showed me my diet. Yeah. So I would have loved to continue to eat the way that I was eating before. But I just cannot. It's as simple as that. And when we talk about, you know, how do you deal with the emotions and things like that, these things become strongholds when you don't deal with them. Yeah. These thoughts begin to, to take root. And take the place of God when you don't cast them out immediately. These behaviors become strongholds that you have to pray and fast and get rid of when you don't deal with them immediately. And honestly, all these are are distractions that keep us from what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Come on. How much faster would we get to our promise if we just mastered ourselves in our flesh and got disciplined? Yep. Yep. And the only way you can do that is through your relationship with God. All yeah. these other places and spaces are making millions, billions. <laughs> like you pay a $9.97 for every conference and you exactly the same after. <laughs> like like it, it, it's unnecessary. But when you go to Galatians 5, it says that self-control is a fruit of the spirit. You mm-hmm. cannot tame your flesh without Christ. Yep. Like, how are you trying to tame something that you don't even know for real? Because mm-hmm. what God has shown me, he has taught me more about me in the last five years. <laughs> and I've been me my whole life. <laughs> like, he's like, nah, girl, this is this is why you be tripping. I was like, you know what? You were so right. You show right. This is why this or that. And I love that you even bring up distraction because it's one of those areas that it it really was something that I struggled with. And I love in the book that you say that fear and anxiety, it forbids freedom. And a lot of times that is exactly what happens. When I looked up that scripture in Philippians that talks about be anxious for nothing, that word anxious means to be distracted, divided into separate parts. Yeah. So I can't focus on doing what God has called me to do. I can't focus on walking without compromise because I'm distracted and being pulled 17 different ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that we understand that we can't just pull things up and not plant the right fruit, not yeah. plant the right seed. That's a very dangerous thing to do because the enemy, as much as he loves all, all the, the brouhaha, like child, he knows that we will self-destruct. Some of yeah. it ain't the enemy, it's your flesh. He don't need to touch you because you're touching yourself. <laughs> like, you got it. You got it. I'm good. <laughs> you got it. And so the minute that you decide that you're no longer going to compromise, all hell will it will break loose because mm-hmm. now you're in you're in direct fire for uh, of the enemy. But that's not the time to to shrink back. And so they do underserve us, child. Like I'm so glad I'm at a church where I get taught taught, mm-hmm. like not just stuff that's tweetable, but stuff that is going to make sure that when I leave here Monday through Saturday, I have, I have what I need. Yeah. I have what I need because it's, it's wild out here. The instructions don't get easier. No, they don't. They don't. You have to know the word. You have to, that's what I said, the foundation of it all is having a relationship with God. There's no way around it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. You have to get in your word. We had a fast recently in the society. And if you're not in the society, girl, you tripping, okay? But we had a fast recently and somebody said, I got more out of this 1999 membership than this conference I went to where I paid 997. Mm-hmm. And it like struck me like, dang, it made me feel good about the work that we do in the society. And also it's like, what does that say about the body of Christ at large though? Mm-hmm. That people are out here profiting off of 
the need of people, like the needs that we have, and you're not being prepared. Like it's one thing if I'm truly preparing you, right? Everything shouldn't be free or everything shouldn't be low cost. Like if you have a skill, use it. But it's the fact that people are leaving unprepared and not with the things that they need and the practicality. And so like that's why I love like this book and what we do in the society. It's just that that we have to make this practical. Like you this life is to be lived. Yeah. And it you don't have to be overworked, overwhelmed. Like you like that those are not your portion. So I love that we don't have to compromise. We do have to take responsibility and get in our word. Mm-hmm. So, so there's there's a work that's required. What would you so what would be the first course of action for someone who is multi-talented and multi-purposed, right? Like you do several things and you still are a mama mm-hmm. and a wife. What what would be the first thing or the first course of action for someone who's like, girl, there's stuff everywhere and I just don't even know where to start. So let me start here. I always knew, I told you this whole concept of being uncompromising started by seeds being planted when I was young. I always knew that I wanted to be successful later on, maybe like after college is when I knew I wanted to be successful in business because I wasn't sure. Um, but once I knew entrepreneurship is where I wanted to be successful and I knew I wanted to have a a successful family, I'm always thinking very far ahead. So I knew, okay, before I get married, I want to make sure that I have a a brand and a business and a name of my own, because I don't want to go straight into being somebody's wife without establishing myself as an individual. That was very important to me because I've seen so many women lose their identity in these titles. So I'm I'm telling you guys what I did before first, because I know there are people who are listening here who aren't married yet or who don't have kids yet. So a big priority for me was I'm not getting married until I have something established for myself. So I checked those things off. After I got married, I said, okay, I'm not having children until my business is making a certain amount of money because I want to be able, I don't want to still be trying to figure out how I'm going to make money. I don't want to still be trying to fit. Like I can't live. I knew that I couldn't live the same lifestyle being behind my computer all day from sunup to sundown nonstop. Like I was before, like my husband is an accountant. And so with his work, they had busy seasons, which was great for me. Because he'll be working nonstop because that's the season they're in. That's great because I get to work nonstop and don't, you know, don't have to, to hear that I'm not present at home or anything like that. And so it worked out well. And he traveled a lot for work. So I would travel with him. I'm like, you going where? Say less. We got a room. You got your flight. All we got to do is get my flight. So I would travel with him while he's at work. I'm behind my computer. So it was great. But my rule was, again, I'm not having kids until my business is making a certain amount of money. And so once that started happening, where we were generating consistent income, I um, had like contractors that were helping me out. So I was at a good place where I'm like, okay, great. Now I can have kids. So I think those, just those preliminary decisions really, really helped as opposed to just hopping right into stuff and not, and and doing it blindly. Um, And even when I had my first child, all the plans that I made for my first child were with the mindset of, I want to have more kids. Yeah. Best case scenario for me, I would love to have four kids. Maybe even, I, I always wanted to adopt. So I was like, maybe I'll do three, you know, children I birth and then adopt one. If I got enough money and space and my body can do it, let me do four and, you know, adopt one. But I always knew I wanted to have uh, multiple children. So when I started making plans for my first child, I did everything with the intention of having multiple kids. So when it came to hiring our nanny, can you handle multiple kids? Because if not, like, it's no point of us starting here. And then I'm stressing myself out later down the line because you can't handle having more, you know, taking care of more than one child. Or how does my household need to run? In my mind, again, I'm just always thinking well in advance. So that way, when I get to where I'm going and not to the point where it's like, too stressful because I think in the beginning when you're planning stuff out for the future you can do it without the pressure of it happening right away and so you can do it just you know with a lot clearer mind and so those were just some of the preliminary things that I did now after that 
I still couldn't pre-plan for everything because, you know, kids especially. They'd be like, oh, you, you thought this was going to go this way? Psych. You tried it. <laughs> Welcome to the your new life. I run you. <laughs> and you pay my bills. <laughs> exactly. Your life revolves around me. Welcome. So, <laughs> and so you definitely can't prepare for so much when it comes to the kids part in particular. But even going back before I get there, choosing who I was going to marry was very intentional. To me, marriage was not about, I didn't even want a wedding, but my husband is Nigerian and they don't play that. You're going to have a wedding. So our compromise was a destination wedding because I wanted to just go somewhere and elope and it just be us. So essentially we still went somewhere, but everybody else just happened to be on vacation with us and we had the destination wedding, Um, but we still eloped and got married prior to our wedding. But even choosing who I was going to marry, I knew that I needed to marry somebody that wasn't like super big or uh, sold on gender roles to where, oh, I'm not cooking anything because that's what a woman is supposed to do. I'm not helping around the house or helping with the kids. That's what I already knew that was not finna work at all. So I need somebody who I knew was open to our marriage being a true partnership. I knew that I needed somebody who was not intimidated by my ambition, who wasn't going to be jealous of me because of the the big dreams that I had. So I knew what I need. I knew that I needed somebody who knew the Lord for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if I if I'm submitted to you, I got to know who you following, and you got to know who you following for yourself. I'm not gonna be safe for the both of us. Come on, because what I need you for, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Exactly. So. Um, I knew that I needed somebody who knew God. And so those were just a few prerequisites that I had, but just, but overall choosing who I was going to marry was huge. I'm I'm, going to be a little blunt here. Most women find themselves in that, in a stressful state of trying to handle everything because you didn't marry the right person. Come on. Tell the truth. You just didn't. Now what you do with that information is between you and the Lord. (laughs) but that is a fact for many for many situations yeah i do believe that god can do miracles Mm -hmm. so when i say that what you do with that is between you and the lord i mean really going to war for your home but anyway now after having these things like i said have kids will come in and be like ha. You thought this was going to go one way. So even then, once you feel, because I I feel like no matter how much you plan, most of the time you might get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm losing the grip on things. And that's where I found found myself. And I talked about this in the book where I was like, it was a moment I was sitting in front of my whiteboard and I was crying. I was writing things down and my tears was erasing them away. And I felt so stressed out and so just overwhelmed. And so for the person who's, who finds yourself in this position where it's like, uh, my life is running me and I'm not in control of my life. I always say step one is just just take a step back and take inventory. You have to just kind of sit it all down and take a step back for a second. You can't try to fix things while you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Some things, of course, you can't control. Like the kids got to get fed. Like, you know, you got to take your children to school. You have to manage your responsibilities at home. You can't just stop existing. But as much as you can, take a step back. Maybe it's, I'm going to take off work for two days so that I can figure this out. Kids is at school, hubs is at work. Let me just take a step back or let me take a weekend and go to a hotel for a weekend or go somewhere and just really take a step back to see what is going on here. And so that's what I had to do. I was like, God, now I know this ain't supposed to feel like this. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? Where am I getting this wrong? And God began to just show me where I was getting it wrong and put the pieces together for me. And so I had, I explained like the whole process in the book of like uh, taking inventory and accounting for your time and all of those things um, in the book. But the first step was really just taking a step back, allowing God to examine me and show me myself mm-hmm. and then moving upon those things. Yep. I love that. As you were speaking, the first thing that 
really pops into my mind is that in order for you to live a life that's uncompromising, you have to first set whatever the standard is going to be. Like you had standards already set. Yeah. Like you were like, nah, this is how this has got to work. And a lot of times we don't even consider those things, right? And so you can't plan it out to a T. However, what I can do is know like, yo, this ain't gonna work. (laughs) Like this right here is absolutely, I'm out. Shark tank me because I'm out. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So the minute you're dating that man, you can't wait till you're in it to then try to set standards <laughs> for what's going to be. When I tell you, I would ask all of my deal breaker questions over like the first couple of dates. Cause like I can just roll out before I like you for real. Yeah. And I remember um, I was celibate cause I was newly saved, saved. And I was like, all right, God, I'm, I'm going to try this. And I would date guys and I would like, you know, how do you feel about uh, celibacy? And not trying to make them feel like they had to be celibate for me. I just wanted to know what you thought about it on your own without the pressure of me putting anything on it. And I remember a couple guys that I dated would be like, oh my, oh, sure, I could never do that. Like, I, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. We never going out again. <laughs> Facts. Because even, I mean, that was that was definitely a struggle for me. But at the bare minimum, if you can't have enough self-control to where you are at least open to it to be like, I mean, that'll be hard, but it depends on what we're doing it for. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. I don't expect you to be like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, maybe if y'all met the man in church and he's super saved already, he might be on that, but that's just not where I was at he at that time. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> church. Don't mean, you know, they actually need to be vetted a little bit more strictly. <laughs> Because, whoa, Lil Lucy be having the ops in church. <laughs> I know. I feel like if I met a man back then and I was dating and they were like, oh, I would never give my body before marriage. I'd be like, oh, no, nah. <laughs> we packing it up. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, if you can't just say good morning to me without quoting scripture, <laughs> it's a no. It's a no. It's a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Something I would say going back to though, to just uh, managing all the things, a big part of it too is priorities and protecting those priorities. And I talk about that in the book. It's one thing to say, oh, God is first, my family, then my business, but you don't even have systems in place to protect those things. Yeah. So you can't tell me that God is your number one priority, but you don't even protect the time to spend with him. That doesn't make sense to me. Our words and our priorities have to be backed up by our actions. That's good. And that's done by creating these priorities. So for me, or creating these boundaries around those priorities. So for me, God is my number one priority. I wake up before my family every single day. I've been doing that for years. I cannot wake up. My son cannot be my alarm clock. It just, he just can't. Because if that happens, then I'm starting my day in a reactive state. As a pro, as opposed to a proactive state where I'm, re- I'm able to wake up early, have my quiet time with God, get my thoughts together before I have to put on one of my responsibilities. And so, even with that, with my home, I don't work on the weekends. It's a boundary. I uh, even with my son, my rules are: he has to see me when he wakes up, and he has to see me before going to bed. That don't mean I'm out all day, but that just means that. Those are my boundaries. If anybody needs me, if that interferes with, you know, BJ does the bedtime routine, but if that interferes with me getting my hugs and kisses and snuggles in before, you know, BJ takes over for the stories and things, I can't do it. If I'm out first thing in the morning doing stuff for everybody else and he don't even know me because I'm not spending that quality time with him, I just simply can't do it. So protecting those making sure you protect those boundaries are important. So with my work schedule, I don't work before like 11 and I don't work after 4.30. So my business has a boundary. Now, the reality of most people not being able to do that is that you're not good with your time. You're not good at being productive. And if that's the problem, then that means we need to find a solution for it, right? So with my business, one of the, I had got to the point when I established these boundaries, as I started you know, putting the things in place to protect them, I realized that I had some flaws in my business to where I was being burnt out because my business required way too much of me to run. And I was frustrated by it because I was like, you know, I have to be the talent. 
I got to be the voice on the podcast, the face on the YouTube videos, creating all of this content for social media. I have to do all of these things and be the strategist and serve our clients and all of that. I didn't like it. And so when it came to my business model, my business model had to change where I'm like, okay, we need to prioritize business to business income over business to consumer because business to business income, it it's bigger checks for less work, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Business to consumer is when you got to do all of this extra stuff online and all of that in order to make the sale. I don't like that. And so I'm like, okay, I have to change some things with my business. So what are, what are my business to business uh, income streams right now? And how do we grow them? How do I create more? So one of the things we started doing, even with managing podcasts, where now that's a huge revenue stream for us. And I, I don't even have to look for clients. <laughs> I can't even keep up with the people that come to us. You know, so just even revisiting my or even podcast ads, let's just continue to grow this platform because that's more money that will be made for that. And that's a B2B relationship and just constantly being on the lookout to grow that part of the business. But that was created based on me protecting these boundaries and realizing, oh crap, it's still not enough. So what other problems do I solve? And so that made me have to go into the business to fix it so that I can be uh, be productive from the, the uh, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. schedule. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's a lot of work. It takes being very intentional. And and in the book, I lay out the whole process, but I would be lying to you if I said that it's easy, that it's simple, that it's overnight because it's not. It takes being very intentional. It takes discipline and discipline twofold. I talk about this in a book where in Proverbs, I forgot the, the scripture I gave, but I gave a scripture on discipline and I talk about discipline being twofold. One, you need to have the discipline in the sense of executing and getting things done, but you also need to be open to discipline from God. Come on. And allowing him to show you yourself and to correct you as you're on this journey. So again, it's not easy, but it's very, very intentional. And a part of being uncompromising is not the cute part of, I'm going to go after everything that I want. It's despite how hard this is, how impossible this may feel, I am not settling for for it not happening. So we need to figure this out. Come on. And that's and that was my moment of being in front of that whiteboard. I'm like, God, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I prayed for this. I, I talk about my journey to becoming pregnant in the book and dealing with miscarriages and all of these things. I'm like, God, ain't no way that we went through all of this and you performed a miracle in my body for me to be stressed like this. It ain't no way that I shut down my business and I surrendered my ambition to you and I let you build everything you've allowed me to build with Anchor Media, that I followed you, I obeyed you, I've seen the fruit of what happens with that. Ain't no way we've done all of these miracles together. You've done all these miracles by me just simply saying yes and being committed for me to be feeling closed in. So I'm the problem. There's something that I'm doing that is not working correct me 
Yeah. And I'm sitting there with that whiteboard in tears like, God, show me where I am getting it wrong. Let's write this out because I refuse to believe that this is it. And I am not I'm not backing down from none of it. I ain't putting the business down. I'm not putting my family down. So what are we doing? And God just built it out. And even still, that's moments. And, and this is not something you do once. As life changes, you got to reevaluate. Yep. So as you know, your circumstances may change. You have more children. Um, your husband may be in a different place and what he has going on. Life evolves. But you got go back to it. God, what are we doing? I love that. That's that's the biggest thing. Everybody, I think, is looking for productivity hacks. It's plenty of practical stuff in the book. You know, everybody's looking for the next productivity hack, the next software that's going to solve all their problems to avoid them doing the hard things, asking the hard questions and putting in hard work. Baby, ain't no software when you're the drama. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I love that you... I always tell God, I'm like, this can't be the life Jesus died for me to have. Mm-mm. Like, no. And if and because if anything in my life is presenting opposite from what God's word says, I know there's a problem and I know the problem ain't God. Yeah. He's perfect. So we mm-hmm. have that established. So if he says that his burden is easy and his yoke is light and I'm not feeling light and this don't feel easy in terms of like I have the grace to do it because you're gonna make hard choices but if it's like overwhelm oh no we'd have made a left turn somewhere uh GPS reroute please (laughs) because it's get it's giving very much ghetto now one thing I think that you did an excellent thing or excellent job at in the book is talking about the Proverbs 31 woman because this is one of those things where we are underserved they present the Proverbs 31 woman as this perfect wife who does all the things. And boy, she will make you bacon. She will bust it down and she will make you dress at the same time. <laughs> and so women, I know for me, I felt like it was something that was like unattainable. How, what was your biggest like aha moment as you studied the Proverbs 31 woman? Um, and how did that differ from like how you've seen this woman being presented in faith spaces. I always saw her being presented as somebody who did all the things. And that's why you got to open the Bible up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always saw it as this woman who did all the things. Like she was the homemaker. She was successful in um, enterprising. She was just, like you said, busted it down, doing all of the things. But she really wasn't doing all of the things. She was structured. She was organized. She was intentional with what she did. And she made sure that everything she wasn't she was not a a multitasker. She was a multiplier. Mm. And that was a big revelation for me. When I tell you the Proverbs 31 is marked up so much in my Bible, like I probably need a new page. Just that one. Because I'm going to have to go back again at some point and I need fresh space to keep breaking it down. But the the biggest takeaway and aha moment was, again, she's a multiplier and not a multitasker. She was structured in how she did things. And so many women, we multitask. We're answering emails while we're cooking dinner. We're doing all of these things. And even statistically, multitasking does not do anything. You're not being more productive. You're not getting more done. You're halfway doing 10 things at once and nothing is actually being done well or in a focused way. Mm -hmm. But when you're multiplying, you're making sure that the things that you are spending your time on, you're getting a return on investment. So when I'm working in my business, I'm focused, ain't nobody bothering me. And everything that I do is going to have to give me a return on investment. I don't have time to do idle things in my business. It needs to make me money. Come on. So when I'm dealing with faith-based people and they show up, man, I've had people show up to events and be like, God sent me here. And I'm like, well, God, we need to send you back with the ticket money. Cause you have coming in here. And now that's not to say that God doesn't lead. God got to tell me. I've done many things offline as far as giving and even doing things for free for people. So don't nobody be on here trying to look at me crazy because 
my name is good in these streets <laughs> and I don't talk about them because it's not for me to talk about. But when it comes to business, it's business. Yeah. Every second that I'm spending in my business is taken away from my family. Yeah. There's a cost to everything. So it's not like it has to multiply. Yeah. God is a God of multiplication. He is the only when in the parable of talents or uh, investments is my favorite translation of it. The only one that got the well done is the one who multiplied the most. And the one who didn't multiply at all had the most to say. Yeah. Well, thou amazing father who knows all and did it. Like, why? I know you're a harsh man. <laughs> like, sir. <laughs> you saying all of this to say you ain't do it right. You ain't, just, you just buried it. You ain't multiplying. I love God. He was like, you could at least put it in the bank, though. <laughs> exactly. You could at least put it in a savings account and got you a half of a percent. Something. You ain't do nothing. But all of it was multiplication. All the, of five, it. the five went to ten, the two went to four, and the zero, you can't multiply you can't multiply nothing with zero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The but first plan was to be fruitful and multiply. Exactly. And it ain't just about having babies. It's not. And so the, the Proverbs 31 woman, she inspected. So she wasn't just doing stuff, she was paying attention. She counted the cost. She made sure that her dealings were profitable. Yeah. She inspected the land before she bought. She wasn't just out here starting a business because it sounds good. In my program, um, my coaching program, she isn't compromising. I had somebody who this blessed me so much. She in in this program, we focus on the business of business. Not all of the cute stuff, the, the fun stuff, the stuff that's sexy online, but the real things that's going to help you build a sustainable business. business. And somebody had said we had a, a group session and she was like, you know, after doing the first few assignments, I realized I don't want to do this. And I was like, that is music to my ears. Yeah. Because what you just saved yourself was time, was money, yeah, was energy, was effort, all of this. You did the work and you realized this costs too much. Yeah. This is going to cost me my way of life. It's, I thought I wanted to do this, but when I look at the reality of what this is going to take, I, I, I don't think that this is it. And I was so blessed by that because that was just wisdom. Yeah. But so many of us skip that because yeah. you go straight to what seems cool. Man, uh, we cannot be silly women, foolish women who just do things just to do them, who go about life willy-nilly, that's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. I love that because even in my nonprofit consulting, my client was like, girl, if I had known this, she's already started and committed. So, so she's like, if I would have known this before, I probably wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it not only speaks to a level of us not doing the work. I think it also speaks to how these quote unquote coaches and gurus are out here capitalizing on mm -hmm. your excitement to make money mm -hmm. because I'm going to give you the tea. Like you thought we were about to come in here and I was going to give you Instagram strategies. No, baby, where's your strategic plan? Like, let's write that out. Like yeah. your program has to be developed. And before you talk about, you want to write a grant, here's what's required for the grant. We went over a federal grant application and she was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'm not just telling you to do these things because I'm telling you this is what's required if you want to operate in this space. And so not only does it speak to our lack of doing our own homework, it also speaks to how the enemy will always send some kind of counterfeit <laughs> to mm -hmm. make it seem like uh, you'll be smarter and wiser and all this, and then you bite the fruit, and now look at us, looking crazy. And so, I just, yes, like, I love that it speaks, like, it just speaks to the integrity of your program to where people can make decisions to be like, nah, pimp, this ain't for me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Because if we're all entrepreneurs, who's going to work at these jobs? Exactly. Exactly. It's fine. Run your race. Like, stay in your lane and run your race. That's it. And we don't have to get caught up with what the algorithm says. Run your race, though. Mm -hmm. 
you may just want to volunteer at a nonprofit. And if my, you know, if my business is is the space in the place that saves you hundreds of thousands of like hours and tears and all, like good, yes, I'm so happy that that blessed you and blessed her. Because mm-hmm. child, it's ghetto. Entrepreneurship is not all shiny. Like it's just not all the things. Right. I, love- I had to tell somebody else. I'm like, check this out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like it's no shortcuts. Yeah. You either in and you want to do the things that needs to get done or you're not. Yeah. Because I had to tell somebody like at this point, you're presenting me with an excuse. All I'm hearing are excuses. Yeah. And in order to be a, a successful entrepreneur, we don't find excuse, excuses. We find opportunities. We solve problems. We don't complain about them. So you might not be built for this. And I don't like to tell people that I really don't. But it's sometimes it just has to be said. You might not be built for this if you want to complain and not find solutions. Just go ahead, sit at your cubicle, do your your 30 years or however long you need to retire, live your life. It ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no shame. It ain't no shame in, in a hardworking person that go and they punch their clock, they do what they got to do. They go home to their family, they make a good living. There is nothing wrong with that. And the internet has made, you know, entrepreneurship and generational wealth and all of this money and all of that. There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with being on an honest, hardworking person. When you do your part of your job, you ain't got to worry about payroll. You ain't got to worry about clients being late. There's so much you, you just got to worry about what your job description say. Yeah. If I could do that, I would 100% do that. Mm-hmm. If that was my calling, I would be living my life from nine to five, watching my Netflix in the background while I did my little job, and I will go home. Come on. Go on vacation, take my PTO, and not have to worry about who who paying for what. Please. If I was called to that, please believe I'll be living my best life. Yes, over bring there. your race. Bring your race. Whatever God has called you to, do that. Yeah, and that's why even for me, I know I'm called to this space. And also, I'm still called to do and have a desire to serve babies. It just can't. God was like, your job cannot be your God. Do you hear me? Yeah. Like, who? <laughs> right? But like, it's, I love being a nurse practitioner. I'm calling to tell them something wrong, huh? Anything? Labs? anybody. Y'all kids good. <laughs> Let me use that part of my brain. <laughs> like, I love it here. Um, but it we cannot get caught up. I, my thing right now is like it's authenticity over algorithms. Like you may just want to have a little passion product, like product where you like a little side hustle where yeah, you make the cups and you sell them on Etsy, and it doesn't have to be this huge big. Okay. I'm gonna take it over. There are people who worked jobs who leave generational wealth for their children. It's about stewardship, not you being an entrepreneur. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you go bankrupt because you're not doing this right. Mm-hmm. you're gonna you're still going to get the opposite of what you think you're going after and so i i love that um you you have to have standards mm-hmm. and what i realized over this year was like what i thought were my standards were not you can redefine that as your life changes as tatum said like i was like i thought when i was working 12-hour night shifts I was like, man, I can't wait till I work Monday through Friday, nine to five. Got there, was like, I hate this. I need to be off for doctor's appointments. And I'd like, no, no, I got to go to the grocery store. People are there. Yuck. Like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when do these people go to work? Oh, well, I'm at work too. That's ghetto. And so now I'm so grateful because God has, has shown me that freedom matters to me. I don't like being on call. I like to be home when I'm home. I like to be present with my husband as we're, as we are preparing to build our family out, there are just some things that I thought in my life that I would be okay with. And I'm not, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to redefine what's cool and what isn't. It was the goal. I got the degree. Okay. I'm degreed up. Great. But now what God has shown me is that I have the, the, I'm also the, the CEO of my license and where, where I practice and how I use it. And so there's just so much, there's so much freedom in God. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like there's so much freedom. Yes, you submit these things, but a lot of the stuff that I thought I wanted, I went to God and I was like, you right, I sure didn't even want that, huh? Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Shout out to you for not answering prayers that I thought I wanted answered because wow. No. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so I know we're talking a lot about the work that needs to be done. How important is it to be uncompromising in your rest in a world that teaches us the opposite? And then what are some ways that you um, would recommend trying to achieve that as well? Man, this is something that I have to very consciously pay attention to for myself. Because I think what gets difficult is when you love what you do, it's hard to separate from it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, dang, do I? how do I rest or take a break from something I'm excited to go to every day? And so um, rest is extremely important. Overall, just taking care of yourself. And one of the things I talk about in the book, in the blueprint, when we talk about priorities, your well-being is a priority. We can't be so busy doing that we don't just be. We're human beings, not human doing. So you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Honor God by honoring your temple. I talk about eating well, paying attention to what you put into your body, going to therapy, prioritizing your mental health. That's something that has been big for me because I realized a problem with myself is what I say. It's like, I love what I do. I'm excited about it. But also I do understand that I have to disconnect from it. And one thing that I realized was an issue was that I've been entrepreneurial or building brands or something since like 20. And so I'm 30 now. The last 10 years, I've been building brands and building a business and all of these different things. So, so much of my identity over this core period of time of my life has been about business and what I wanted to do. It shifted to be more so what God wanted me to do, but God called me to business. So it's still the same thing. And what I realize now as as an adult with my family and wanting to grow my family and my business being in a place to where... I'm not in the the beginning stages anymore. It's like, this cannot be as much of my identity as it is. It just simply cannot be. So one of the reasons why I went to therapy was to really just try to figure out this whole concept about rest and just even more boundaries to protect myself. Cause I had the basics, you know, like I said, I, I eat right. I take trips. I go to sleep every night. Um, I drink my water. I exercise the foundation and the basics of taking care of myself. I got it. But really just fully leaning into being a human being, being Tatum besides outside of what I can do or what people want me to do for them has been something that is a a new learning opportunity for me. And so being going to therapy has been huge for me because it allows me to prioritize myself and also just work through some of the things that I'm noticing. And so I would I always suggest therapy to everyone because it's just good to have a non-biased third party who can just expose your blind spots. Mm-hmm. Because the unfortunate part about my life is I don't have too many people who will call me out on things and who will see past what I may be presenting. Yeah. You know, my husband, he just whatever it makes you the happiest is what is what it is for him. So whatever makes me happy, he down for it. Yeah. And that's great. You know, he's a great husband, but sometimes I need to be, you know, pulled up for a second and be like, Hey, this, I noticed this. And I think you need to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. I don't have too many people that's really going to call me out on stuff. And yeah. so um, I wanted to go to therapy because I wanted somebody who didn't know me and who really didn't have any stakes in, you know, in what was going on to really just be able to see me yeah. and help me work through some of the things that I, uh, I felt like I was coming up against. And so um, that's been very helpful for me. And that's something that I would suggest everybody do is go to therapy and really just prioritize being a human being. And that looks different for every person. Mm-hmm. Something I did when I first had my son that was beneficial to me was um, I created what I call a happy list because I had found myself right after I had my son, I had um, towards the end, I had a gestational hypertension. So high blood pressure. After I had him, I had to go back to the hospital because I had postpartum preeclampsia. Once I finally was discharged from there and I got back home, I was dealing with a lot of PTSD. I had never had any health issues my whole life. My C-section was my first surgery. Most of my family is healthy. My grandmother getting cancer a couple of years ago or last year, I think, was the first year or the first time I've dealt with even a sick family member. Like my family is everybody's healthy. And for my whole life, I've always been healthy. So this was the first time where like, oh my gosh, sickness, disease, 
something that's potentially life-threatening had presented itself to me in, in any way. And I was very scared by it. Yeah. And I was dealing with this PTSD because this reality hit of I could not be here to see my son grow up. I could not be here to. And it was just it was just really, really a hard time. Yeah. And in addition to that, my emotions already being out of whack because of my hormones, you know, I would find myself just like crying. And I remember one time BJ was like, you know, you ain't smiled in like a few days. And that's unlike me. I'm always cracking jokes. So he was like. I, I got the baby. Like, I need you to go find something to do <laughs> and don't come back <laughs> until you, until you found it. And I, and I got in the car and I drove to like a parking lot. Cause I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know, like, I can't, I couldn't dig myself out of the crisis when I was in the middle of it. And that led me eventually to my happy list because it, it, what, what it was for me was something that was, that I didn't have to think about. It was just a list that I had to where if I needed something to bring me some joy, if I was in the middle of something or whatever, I just, I just went there. Cause it's hard to think about stuff when you're going through it. Like what's going to make me happy right now? I don't know. I can't see past the fact that I almost died. So you mean go somewhere? Where am I going? <laughs> He's like, do, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> And so for that day, all I did was go to, I think I, I went to the parking lot, cried. I think I went and got some ice cream because I was by a cold stove. And then I went back home. Like, where, where am I going? <laughs> but once I got out my feelings a bit, I had I was like, okay, let me figure this out. And I just wrote a simple list of things that I like. And it's not expensive, extra, something as simple as going to Target with no list or driving down the street. Uh, I love to go for a drive when it's like a clear road. I could roll my windows down. It's nice outside. Put the sunroof open. Listen to like some '90s and 2000s music. I love podcasts. So just driving around, listening to something that's entertaining, was on the list. Of course, there were things that cost money on there, like going to the spa or you know taking a trip or whatever. But just just taking a second to tap into who I am and what I like outside of what I do and the responsibilities that I, I have was helpful. And it's something a list that I just pull from often. I like to go out to eat. So I, I'm, you can always find me somewhere eating good. So like, you know, just having that happy list was important to me. And it's something I tell other people to do as well. Because again, when you're in the thick of it, you can't always figure out like how to pull yourself out. But just simply having those practical things that just put you back in tune with being versus doing is, yeah. is very helpful. I love that. Yes. Because we got to be uncompromising all the way around. All the way around. All the way around. Nothing well, you're left on the table. Come on. Per usual, you've came and just gave all the gems. Where can people get your new book? She is uncompromising. Where can they follow you, get connected, do all the things? Yep. You can follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia, T A T U M T E M I A. You can get the book at tatumtamia.com slash book. Again, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A.com slash book. We, uh, I did a masterclass where I really just taught on the blueprint that I outlined in the book because I give you all the steps in the book, but I like to teach too. So I really broke down everything about the book in that masterclass that you get when you purchase it. And I think that's everything. Of course, listen to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Yeah. If you want to start a podcast, go to anchormedia.com. I think that's everything. Covered it all. See, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. And that is it for this week's episode. And we'll see you next week. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.